Garrett, it's your pick for theme of the week this week. Just to let you know. I know, and you're gonna be very okay. shocked what I pick. I'm picking that in stupid. No, you're gonna be shocked what I pick. <laughs> I, I, uh, I found a Spotify <laughs> playlist of like old school wrestling themes. Oh, nice. I started listening through some of them, and I saved a couple. <laughs> Garrett's nice. like, uh. Terry Funk recorded a rap album in <laughs> I have this dubstep song of Kurt Angle just saying, I won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck, and then it's just got this hard beat afterwards. That's my speak of the week. I'm just a sexy Kurt. Sexy Kurt. I'll make your ankle hurt. Ankle hurt. <laughs> I'm just a sexy Kurt. <laughs> uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are a bunch of sexy Kurtz, and you are listening to the WrestleGannon Podcast. I am one of your three amazing hosts. I'm Chris the Heat Matthews, joined each and every week by Garrett G. Money Mun and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Fellas, what the hell is going on? Uh, just been eating my vitamins and saying my prayers, man. Brother. <laughs> brother. Brother, 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 brother. Garrett, what's up with you? You chasing that 24-7 title still? Yeah, Reggie's just too quick on the ropes. <laughs> These Tazawa uh, plans are, are terrible. I wish, I wish, uh... Marco, Marco, whatever his name, Spud, Spudnik, Spudnik, Marco, whatever his name is. Uh, I wish, yeah, yeah, there you go. I Drake wish he just, yeah, yeah. What was his old name? It was uh, Rockstar Spud. That's Rockstar it. Spud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish he would just give it a rest. I was like, we're going to throw Marco Stunt in there, too? I mean, he's about half the same size as half of those guys, Jason, <laughs> Jason <laughs> yep. <and> Reggie. <laughs> Oh, man, good stuff there. I'll tell you elsewhere where else you can find some good stuff. Head on over to Twitter, WrestleGettingPod with 1D. Make sure you follow us there and hit over to our Instagram at WrestleGettingPod with 2Ds. Um, make sure you follow that page as well. And for the underscore collection, Facebook.com slash WrestleGettingPod. Give that a like. And YouTube.com slash for the collection. Go watch some old videos up there because I ain't done anything new with that page at all um, and then head on over to pro wrestling tees.com slash wrestle podcast uh, with two d's to buy some of our cool shirts and you can find even more product to support your favorite wrestling podcast redbubble.com slash wrestle podcast we got all kinds of stuff up over there we got stickers we got hats we got shirts i think there's some thongs up there uh, some shower curtains all kinds of stuff so Get yourself a shower curtain and shower with the best. <laughs> then you uh, too can be a sexy curtain. We need sexy a mic. 
You're saying we need a MySpace? We need a MySpace, man. <laughs> <laughs> and make it with 40s. It's MySpace, so, Like, Does that still work? Because like, <laughs> four, four Ds are always better than 3Ds. <laughs> See if we can't get, West. Like, get like Kurt Angle and oh, our oh, top 10 a... friends. <laughs> it's still a thing. I wonder Hell if I yeah. can sign in still. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you have at least one friend. <laughs> I'm trying to let's see if I remember my password. I probably don't. How's my email wrong? Oh no! Oh, that's a bad start. Email and/or password. I don't think it's my Gmail. That, that Chris oh, over here trying to remember his login from 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what email was I using? Oh, it was the big D. That <laughs> 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 <At> hotmail. <laughs> hey, why not, man? Why not have some quality, quality fun here? I'm trying to remember my MySpace password 20 years ago. <laughs> it was Jericho Sucks. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years ago. I don't think it was, I think actually I was a Jericho fan 20 years ago. Like, hey, Jericho. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've, I've always been a Jericho fan. Like, I've never hated Jericho. He's done a lot of stupid stuff, but like I've never hated him. Like yeah, that nah, stupid, yeah. like just, that Judas effect elbow was freaking stupid. But best finisher of all time. Go ahead. <laughs> Not the Judas effect. Yes, it is. No, no. Right. Those are fighting words, man. <laughs> I think it's better than uh, Macho Man elbow. Now it's really, really gonna have to fight. <laughs> that's some, that's some fucked up shit. I don't think a lot of things beat the Macho Man elbow, man. I'm just pitching Chris off. There's nothing that beats a Macho Man elbow. It's all bullshit. Okay. <laughs> What's that? The atomic elbow. The atomic elbow. Into, yeah, uh, Desi Rhodes. Yeah, the bionic, out. the bionic elbow. Bionic. I said atomic elbow. Yeah, the bionic elbow. Yeah. I don't know. It might be a close second, but yeah. Big leg drop. <laughs> All probably right. Like, so, uh, probably in the top ten worst finishers. <laughs> no, nah, dude. No, he hit that big air, that leg drop back in the day, man. It was. It's kind of like the people's elbow. I mean, of course, you know, they don't do shit. But the people's elbow was trying to make the Undertaker laugh. Yeah, I know, but that shit took <laughs> off. It did. Enough people to gravitate probably, Enough to where you was in the bedroom taking a sock off your elbow trying to do it. And <laughs> my elbow on your friend. Bouncing across a trampoline doing the people's elbow. <laughs> Man. All right. Uh, 
let's uh let's talk a little bit here um we got some discussion questions like we usually do we throw in every a uh, little bit throughout the show so we got quick one here uh let's see so what do you guys think is tougher for a second or third generation wrestler is it building their own legacy or following in the footsteps of the uh generation before them i think the question depends wait depends wait a minute what depends on how famous their uh like father or whomever was before well, that that's true because carmella is second second generation right and her dad was like a jobber so yeah yeah i i think yeah. it, it's it's probably tougher to follow in the footsteps i yeah i mean i would say that too I mean, if you look at it, a lot of the ones that like are now have done their kind of their own thing. Because uh, you think about like, uh, well, except for Des- Splash Mountain, Destin but... Rhodes, for example, like he had a hard time setting as Destin Rhodes. Like he had to reinvent himself as Goldust just because like he couldn't he couldn't live up to the expectations that people had of him because of his father. You know, well then you then you look at that on the side aspect with Cody, and like Cody's built a pretty good legacy. Um, kind of pretty much following, yeah, kind of following in Dusty's footsteps. So it's yeah. kind of like one of those two things. I think it's because I think a lot of it may had to do with the relationship, like the father son relationship between them, because it's it's pretty much been documented that Dusty didn't Dusty and Dustin didn't have like a real close relationship. But Cody and Dusty did. Yeah. Another thing, too, might be, like, years removed. Because Dustin, when he was coming up, like, uh, I mean, uh, Dusty Rhodes wasn't in his prime, but he was still kind of competing every once in a while. active, yeah. Yeah, and kind of active. So uh, Cody was a little bit more removed from, um, from that legacy. But I just I feel like there's a lot of people like Nick the Snake Roberts, um, who's someone like uh, I said like Goldust, like he kind of he he did better when he when he reinvented himself or built his own legacy. Like there's a lot of yeah. wrestlers like on that rare occasion you might have like a Charlotte or uh, like you said Cody Rhodes, or Randy, Randy Orton, Randy, Randy Orton. Orton, yeah, that can kind of own. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Because, I mean, even The Rock, like, he didn't, like, follow his dad's footsteps. He was more of, like, uh, he created a new character. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they mentioned that he was a second-generation superstar, but that wasn't... Yeah. It's not like the the Usos when they come out. They weren't like, this is the fucking... Rikishi's their dad. Yeah. 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 Which, I mean, awesome. even with all of them to an extent, like, they kind of all did. Cause, I mean, especially more now where they're, like, all, like, family, Samoan type thing. Yeah. So, they kind of still have a little bit of it there. Even look at that, too, like, with Natalia. Like, I th- think she's been able to build a pretty decent legacy for herself and her career while still kind of following in the uh the heart family footsteps yep 
especially being the only female to come out of the dungeon. So. Awesome. I think that was a good question. Quite enjoyed that one. All right, so let's go from that and let's jump into what little bit of news we've got this week. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 945 All right, so biggest thing coming out of this week for the news, uh, WWE cancels the TLC pay-per-view in December. It's usually garbage anyway. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I mean, <clears> so get rid of it anyway. So yeah. Because I say now all they do is like what a table, a TLC match, and the rest are regular matches. Or like they'll sprinkle in a tables match somewhere in there. Where mm. it used to be like there was a chair match, a table match, a ladder match, and a TLC match. Yeah, TLC is well, like. It's good every once in a while. You don't have to have it every year. Or yep, like that's a the we've we've talked about this numerous times with the with the gimmick style pay per views like this. Like I know I know I'm pretty sure it was unanimous. All of us said they should just stop doing the gimmick pay per views. Like these these type of matches, like a TLC match or a Hell in a Cell match, these things are something that should be designed to end a feud, not just to have a pay per view match built around it and then wrestle again the following month at the next event or the next night on raw like ooh, i don't so know how about problem. you know rollins and edge and hell in a cell makes sense their final match mm. yeah even though they're both going to be on the same show and i'm sure it won't end but you know <laughs> it's not gonna we, we can hope no it won't end no they should have left one on smackdown and moved the other one to raw instead of moving them both to raw yep Unless one of them is going to go after uh, Big E and the title, there's really no point of moving them over there, both of them. So, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like the gimmick pay per view suck. Like Money in the Bank should be a part of WrestleMania. I just think that adds more to the spectacle of what is WrestleMania with that style yeah. of matchup. And considering it started as a WrestleMania match it should have stayed as a media match yeah it should have and I'm, I'm, fine with, I'm fine with doing away with the the december pay-per-view like just do survivor series and then give uh, us a bigger bill to the rumble yeah maybe do like a uh like a tv event because you know they're gonna they you know we're gonna get tribute to the troops in december anyway so yeah. i mean which doesn't really advance any storylines it's just kind of like a fun show but um but maybe give us a different event for like TV. Maybe, maybe December is when we do King of the Ring instead of doing it like they did this past, this current one. Maybe next year they do that. It makes more sense. You have that long stretch of time between Survivor Series and Royal Rumble. Why not do the King of the Ring tournament and actually give us an actual King of the Ring tournament and not just a bunch of matches thrown together that really have nobody in them. Or, I'm tell you what would be a good idea, what they should do. Uh, instead of doing, like, the draft, like, the shitty draft they do, they should do, like, a King of Ring of tournament, but do it for, like, NXT, and, like, whoever wins, like, gets called up to the main roster. Yeah, or gets a 
gets a shot at a like whatever like a title on the main roster. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd, I'd go for that, especially that crop of NXT talent that we've been seeing lately. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Impact last week announced Inspiration is going to make their debut at Bound for Glory. I know uh, Garrett and I are pretty excited about that. Inspiration. Inspiration. (sighs) They didn't want me to be on the call. (laughs) Yeah, man. Inspirations. Inspiration. How do you like that name? I think it's pretty good. I think, like, they don't. I think like they're if their theme music ain't uh you're the inspiration by Chicago. Uh it's actually not I can't I can't remember the actual song, but that's not what it is. Yeah. If they don't come out to you're you're the inspiration by Chicago, then they can change their <laughs> They probably wanted some ridiculous amount of money like Europe did for final countdown for uh Brian Danielson. <laughs> Dude, they want, I can't remember what, I think it was like $100,000 or something like that for them to, for AEW to use the final countdown, which was Brian Danielson's original theme. No, they're only going to let them play it like 10 times a year. Uh, Like, that's it. They couldn't use it more than 10 times a year. And they had to pay them $100,000 to use it. Dude, they use it for that shitty commercial. Like, the I know. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, who even remembers Europe anyway? Like nobody. They only exactly. know they only know you because of that fucking one song. Yeah. That's probably they probably need like their heroin fix. That's where we're trying to get the money from, is that you know what? You know what, podcasters, that's your homework for today. And they're probably listen to cool. one other Europe song besides that song. I'm sure huh? you can't find it. You said you listen to one Europe song? No, I'm telling our fans they need to listen to one other Europe song besides Final Countdown. I said I'm sure Uh, they won't find it. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Nobody knows. Nobody knows. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're on like tour with somebody right now. Probably like fucking like Quiet Riot and White Snake or something. Coming out or... Yeah, Kirok <laughs> wouldn't head out to the Greensboro close to you. <laughs> head into the stage in a wheelchair. The surviving it's... members of Def Leppard. <laughs> it's twisted. Oh, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, awesome. But a few days after the announcement for Inspiration making their debut at Bound for Glory, it was announced that they will face Decay for the Knockouts Tag Team titles. Whoa, right off the bat? Right, right off, off the, bat. the bat. Damn. I'm telling you, Bound for Glory is shaping up to be, like, the pay-per-view to watch, like, coming up. As far as, like, any... Any other event that's coming up, like I'm more, I'm looking forward to watching Bound for Glory more than I am Full Gear. Oh, really? Yes. 
Are, are you just going off the leak, the leaked uh, card speculation, or? Well, I mean that that leaked card, like the card speculation for full gear, they've already started setting up a lot of those matches anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they started setting I mean, up FJF and Darby, and I do, I do want to see, I do want to see Kenny Omega Hangman. Um, oh, definitely, uh, definitely. Like, I'm not, gonna I'm not saying that like there's not matches on that card that I don't want to see. Because I mm-hmm. think this is going to be where I think we're Hangman's finally going to win the title. You know, we're going to see like MJF and Darby Allen are finally going to, you know, lock up and probably have like a significant story arc. So yeah. I think there's matches that are going to be pretty decent or pretty like they're going to have great matches on this card. Like there's no doubt. But just the hype and the the amount of companies that are working with Impact has has got me excited to watch bound for glory because it's not just it's not just impact you got triple a you got nwa um aew like all these companies coming together new japan i'm excited for that Uh, yeah, so those, that was like the two biggest things for the news this week. There wasn't like really too much other stuff out there. Um, let's take a look at a surprise, like maybe Braun Strowman or somebody showing up. Maybe. I think that could be, I think that's a possibility. Um, Strowman, uh, Bray Wyatt. Maybe. Him and, uh, Christopher Daniels have been going. A little back and forth on Twitter the last couple of days. Okay. Um, let's actually let's talk about that leaked card for uh full year. Yeah, I mean there's not a whole lot of surprises on it though. No, like, absolutely not. Of course, you know, Hangman and Kenny Omega is, is probably gonna fight. Uh well, we know we know that's happening already because Hangman won the casino battle royal. Yeah. So that's that's uh, given. Darby Allen and uh, well, I guess they had Hangman underlined, so people think Hangman's gonna win because he was underlined. Yeah. Uh, which you don't know what the underline means. Could mean they win. Could mean, uh, you know, he loses. Yep. And it like feels like a W or something besides me. Um. <laughs> so some of this is like kind of. Um, so like, like I said, MJF versus, versus Darby Allen has already been set up, um, on last week's dynamite, um, Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill. They've been setting that up as well. So between uh, rampage and like dark, they've been setting that up. Um, Brian Danielson versus I'm assuming that I have the TVS title, by the way. Oh, the, um. The finals. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the tournament finals. Mm-hmm. That's what it'll end up being. That yeah, would make think, a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Moxley versus Danielson. Okay, like, they haven't really done anything with that, but um, no. I can see that probably taking shape here soon. We've already saw the start of Inner Circle versus American Top Team. So we know that's going to happen. That's uh, just going to happen because they want fucking... Uh, uh, Maz, 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 whatever the fuck his name is, they want him to wrestle. 
Mm. Carl knows who I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, Christian Cage versus Adam Cole. Like some of these matches, they haven't even like planted any type of seeds for it all. Uh, Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. Uh, they've kind of been involved in like eight man tag matches together. But then again, so has uh, Christian and Adam Cole because they are both in the eight man tag that started off Dynamite last week. So. Yeah. Ooh, uh, I I thought it made me think of a question. Uh, who do you, who do you all think uh, Andrade Idolo's uh, surprise tag team? For tomorrow, so they're actually doing it. It's a surprise, surprise tag team. I'm hoping that it's going to be La Resistance or La Rebellion. Sorry, not La Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> La Resistance. I don't know where the hell that came from. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Savon Grandier and Rene Dupree are returning tomorrow night. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it, heard it here first. <laughs> if, if Chris gets to do that, then I'm going with the world's greatest tag team. Uh, <laughs> so, so here's what's funny. I was reading an article. And so, you know, it says that it's a masked tag team is what it says. So somebody was saying that it could be AOP because when they come out to their entrance, they typically wear masks and they could also just be debuted in mask. Yeah. So. I'm kind of hoping it's going to be La, La Rebellion. Okay. You almost said it again. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not La Resistance. La Rebellion. So, <laughs> they've made some comments um, recently, like in their interviews with on NWA, um, about AEW. Like they've mentioned AEW like numerous times. So, gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think it's going to be um, the return of the insane clown posse, Talent J and Shaggy T. Dope. Violent J can't wrestle. He's got heart problems. So, so did heart. fucking like Terry Funk, like halfway. He's through. got heart disease. He can't even walk <laughs> to the studio in his backyard without getting winded. <laughs> Again, just, just sit on the turnbuckle the whole game, the whole match. <laughs> <laughs> so just tag in to get like a good kick in, and that's it. He'll be there that's as a manager. Guy. And it'll be Shaggy Two Dope and Vampiro. <laughs> Vampiro's in pretty good shape now. I think he can do it. He doesn't look like look as bad as he did in Lucha Underground. He's actually lost a lot of weight. He's looking good. good. Yeah, he looked <laughs> terrible in freaking Lucha yeah. Underground. But still had that amazing match with uh, Penta in that yep. first season. Yep. <laughs> Man. Uh, what else was on here? I think that I think that was pretty much the majority of it. Um, Cody versus Malachi Black or Andrade or Miro. Like, I think it's pretty much a given that it's, we're, we're not done with Cody versus Malachi Black. Yeah, I think they're just probably deciding on whether or not, like, what, what they want to do with that. Um, 
you know. Yeah. Then we got Britt Baker versus whoever. Um, Punk versus Wardlow. Like that that wasn't even on my radar at all. Isn't Punk like messing with Taz's crew? Uh yeah. So, uh, so, uh yeah. So shouldn't we be getting like Punk versus Hook or something? <laughs> I wanna <laughs> like, see I wanna Punk see versus um Ricky Starks. I'm saying Ricky if you Starks. wanna really get me, yeah. Do Punk Ricky Starks FTW title? What better way to say fuck you, Taz, than taking away his precious FTW championship? Yeah. Nice. And hell, fucking Taz would probably be okay with giving it to him. Mm, I don't know because CM Punk's a Chicago guy, Taz is a New York guy, so. Yeah, but ECW. But they're both Paul Heyman guys. And ECW. Is Taz a Paul Heyman guy? Taz's a Paul Heyman guy. How's he a Paul Heyman guy? There's a lot of Paul Heyman guys. I mean, he worked with Paul Heyman in ECW, but like he wasn't managed by him, was he? No, but I mean, he's still like a Paul Heyman guy. Like... You know, like Cesaro's a Paul Heyman guy. Yeah, it's like it's just pretty much it's like guys that Paul Heyman like supported and um huh. stuff like that. It's not necessarily managed by Heyman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, so there's that. Um, let's go ahead. Let's jump into figure news. We got some cool stuff for figure news this week. It's non AEW and WWE related. Uh, Chella Toys showed off the new prototype or new rendering for uh, the uncensored Sabu figure uh, and some new product details for that. So Sabu's going to have a new shoulder joint and a new style torso that's never been used on wrestling figures. This will actually include probably, ab art. Huh? I'm saying I'm he probably, say probably, like he probably suck his own dick. <laughs> He probably, no. he probably need he probably needs a new shoulder joint. Uh, <laughs> <probably always> <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're they're adding a um adding ab articulation into these figures too, which they haven't had before on a wrestling figure. Nice, like, awesome. Um, Chella Toys also added Al Snow to the retro line. Um, this will be the first Al Snow figure. Since the original, his first Jax figure to include head and not a styrofoam version of it, an actual head. Interesting. The uh, the first figure, um, <laughs> the first Al Snow figure that included uh, like an additional doll head um, was pulled off the shelves because middle aged Karens back in the day bitched and complained because it said it promoted domestic abuse and um uh what was uh like manslaughter or something like that so because yeah. they had it he had a severed head that include that was included in his packaging yep yep which is They're true awesome. every time i was no i hit my mom <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> good lord 
I'm Captain Lou Albano talking to you about drugs. Kids, don't be afraid to say no. Anyone that asks you to use drugs is not your friend. Drugs can and will kill. Remember, don't be afraid to turn to your priest, your rabbi, your minister, your moms, your dads, your teachers, because drugs can kill. And if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. All right. So other figure news this week. Uh, we got the ringside chaos uh, superstars line or not or ringside chaos line from squared circle toys uh we talked about this a couple months back uh with i think it was san diego comic con that these were announced at uh the virtual con so it's a pretty cool setup to help you get your ringside staff you got security guards referees cameramen all that fun stuff and this like i said this is a kickstarter uh currently sitting at four thousand sixty five dollars out of the nine hundred not $999,000 goal, uh, 32 backers. Pledges start about 30 bucks. You get to pick which figure you want for that pledge, either like the referee, the security guard, um, whole bunch of different bundle packages up to like $235. So definitely check that out. It's a great set. Um, I'm planning on backing this as well. I'm not sure which figure I want to do. Definitely not doing like a freaking eight pack of these things, but um, some security guards would actually be pretty cool or an actual ref that's got 10 different hands. So that's going to be pretty cool. So it, definitely it, check that out. He's uh, doing the 10 count. So like you get a, you get a hand with one finger, a hand with two. Yeah, there is. It is. So, <laughs> so, that's great. Yeah. Every finger. <laughs> Counting ten, so for two hands. Great idea. What's your idea, Garrett? I'm saying we need to start a kickstart, and we make all the announced teams. We have a Spanish announced team, French announced team, a German announced team. Make Funaki in a suit. We probably won't do Funaki, but I mean, we could do. we can do the Hindi announce team. <laughs> does, your, uh, does your Spanish announce team come with a broken table? <laughs> <laughs> the only way it can. <laughs> the, the Spanish announce team will have no lower body articulation, so they can't <laughs> sit down, and their faces will have surprised looks on them because their table just got broken. <laughs> <laughs> Trade market. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you need those old uh, TV monitors on there. You know what I'm talking about? The, <laughs> like the big box ones. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny because I actually have an announce table set up that has those big-ass monitors on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, so definitely check that out. I believe I tweeted that out earlier this week or a couple days ago, actually, when they announced I was going live. Uh, today actually went live Friday morning. Uh, so definitely check that out. Ringside Chaos, some great stuff there from Squared Circle Toys, just out of the blue from Comic Con. So excited to see that launch. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for figure news this week. Let's go ahead and jump into the ring and go bell to bell. Yeah. Oh, you! Yeah. 
this week, bell to bell. Um, we got a new North American champion. Yes, we uh, do. It's not who I expected it to be. I definitely thought that Swerve was going to drop the belt um, to... Uh, what's his face? <laughs> Santos Escobar. Yes, Escobar. Why the fuck can I remember his name? But uh, Carmelo Hayes cashed in his um, breakout contract and uh, captured the North American Championship from Swerve. He did. You know, there's a lot of the, like, ever since we've had money in the bank, like, all these companies now have some sort of cash-in thing. Yeah. It's kind of annoying, honestly. I mean, they've always... There's always been some kind of sort of like number one contender. Yeah, but not like this. Not like where you can cash in at like any given time. Like they've what? like they've pretty much changed it from like since Money in the Bank. No, no, Just, the, I don't think the uh, the Casino Royale thing is like that, is it? Like I think it's just like the next pay per view. Yeah, Casino Royale is not like that. They're the only company that doesn't. AEW is the only one that doesn't have. Like, hey, you won this battle royal, you get to cash in this opportunity whenever you feel like it. Um, NWA has one, AEW has not AEW, Impact has mm-hmm. one. So they got like the call your shot um battle royal thing where you win, you get to you get the the trophy that you can cash in and get a shot at whatever title you want. Um NWA just did that championship series. Every single member on the winning team gets a chance to cash in whenever they want on the title. Um, as we talked about a few weeks ago, Jack Stane tried to cash in on Trevor Murdoch um, at the end of a tag match. So, like, everyone's got some sort of cash in thing now. It's kind of it's kind of annoying, but I guess, like, I can see if you're kind of stuck in a corner, that's a good way to get yourself out with um, having someone cash in their briefcase or contract or whatever. And winning a title, something like that. Excitement, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, at any point in time, so-and-so can try to win that. The only thing I don't like is, like, WWE the last few times, like, seems like they give it to somebody that you know is not going to win. They did Swerve last year with Miz. Yeah, with uh, Miz taking the uh, briefcase from Otis in a legal battle. Uh, stuff like that but uh yeah so we go from that we go to uh jinder mahal and xavier woods advance on raw uh in the king of the ring tournament so that match actually with woods and ricochet was really good that's probably the match of the night on raw um then we have women's matches on raw too um it was natalia uh, uh it was uh, Shayna and uh, Dewdrop. Uh, yes. Piper Niven. Yep. So Piper Niven and Shayna Baszler advanced. And then we had SmackDown uh, tonight. We had some King of the Ring matches on there as well. Because um, the finals are on Raw next week, right? Um, the finals are at Crown Jewel, I think. I thought they're on Raw. Okay, <clears throat> they're advertising like they're on Raw. So I thought that was a crown jewel. So we will see 
So we'll see Woods versus Mahal. Uh, we had Friday Night SmackDown tonight. We had Finn Balor versus Sami Zayn. With Finn advancing. So I'm kind of hoping we're going to get Finn versus Woods. Finn versus Woods. Yeah, that would be good. Good match. I think it would be, not only would it be good, it would be something different. Absolutely. And I think that's where WWE struggles is doing different things. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Sami Zayn versus Finn. Oh, is the other one? Oh, Carmella and Selena Vega. Vega advanced to the finals. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> so she'll face the winner of Shayna Baszler and Dewdrop. Which pretty sure it's yes. going to be. As I'm pretty sure it's going to be Baszler. Maybe. I don't see. I don't see Dewdrop beating Baszler unless there's some sort of like outside interference or something. Like honestly. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Also, all is a surprise. Uh, I've been, like, kind of disappointed. Like, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Like, disappointed with this year's King of the Ring and Queen's Crown. Like, it just doesn't seem like that there's, like... Like, there's nothing special about it. Like, in all honesty. There's, like... You have Jinder Mahal in there, like advancing to the finals or like semifinals. Like that's yeah. like this is stuff that normally wouldn't happen. Like, yeah. it's, I don't know. It's just, like, you know, you'd have him in like the first round and like he wouldn't make it past the first round or he'd get to the second round and lose in the second round. But it's not someone like that generally wouldn't make it, wouldn't be like in a semifinal match. But I mean, yeah. when you're doing like eight people for each tournament is it's, uh, it's one of those things. So. I mean, for me, to be honest, like, uh, except for maybe the year Austin won it. Uh, and then maybe the year, uh, Owen Hart won it. Like I could give a t-shirt to Buck King of the Ring. Uh, <laughs> The yeah. only time, like, aside from Austin winning, the only other time I was excited about the King of the Ring was when Regal won. But, uh, Cause yeah. Because at that same point, he was also the, uh, like, the general manager of Raw. So he's the GM of Raw and the King of the Ring. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. really, they're really building him up. But then they had the, um, have those unfortunate wellness policy violations and like any type of push that he was getting that year just completely went out the window. But mm-hmm. like really great stuff with him and um with Layla. Uh King King Booker was pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. I did I did enjoy King Booker. See at this point you guys may have just name them all. Oh man, I can't, name all, I can't name all the King of the Ring. Well you guys uh, name most of them. No, we didn't. We named like four. 20 years. Okay. <laughs> 20 so years. Yeah, but yeah. one person won it twice. <laughs> There's only uh, one king, and his name is Jerry. Okay. No, his name is Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Jerry the King Fowler. Did he even Jimmy? He's never King. even won it. Huh? He never even won it. How is he a king? Because he's the fucking self-proclaimed. King. I know the best way to do it. All right, can you at least tell me who won the first King of the Ring? How do you do that? What year what did it happen? Nineteen eighty-five. Nineteen eighty-five. So the actual tournament or the Royal Rumble where they crowned King of the Ring? Sure. I don't know. I just am looking at the WWE, uh, like pictures of the people. I don't even know who it is to be honest, but I'm just looking at him, and I'm sure if you told me his name, I would know. Because like the first Rumble was Hacksaw, he was the King of the Ring. Oh no, that one doesn't count. That's not who it is. Um, uh, so Harley Race, Harley Race was '86. Um, Baku, Tina Santana, Mabel, <laughs> Mabel won it, but he was that was like '93. I, I honestly have no idea who this big ass dude is. Hold on, let me look it up. One man gang? No. Probably one man. One man. One man gang never won the royal the King of the Ring. Good big ass dude. Or they King Kong Blendy. King Kong Blendy? No. Who's a big ass dude then? Earthquake? (laughs) No, he's he's big (laughs) he's not big like as in that way. He's big as in like like buff big. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh, I don't know then. Ludwig Borga. Is that who it is? <laughs> no, I don't oh, think so. Oh, I think that's who it is. I think it's Don Baraka. That looks right. Who is it? Yeah, it's Don Morocco. Don Morocco. Down Morocco, okay. Eighty-five. Yep. <laughs> oh man, I wasn't born yet. I wasn't watching wrestling at that point. Uh, he said I mean, If you really right? look at it, though, a lot of these guys that won it, except for like a handful, were like they won it. And then that's kind of what made their name, in a sense. And some of them, not all of them, but some of them. I mean, like Harley, Harley Race is already established when he won the yeah. King Ring. Right, but someone like... Um, same thing with, like, with Don Morocco. Yeah, but you look at, like, yeah, people knew Austin in 96, but, like, that kind of started a lot of his stuff. You well, can he also was, say the same point, thing for Triple H. At that point, with well, Austin got looking at the ring... Austin was transitioning from the ringmaster to Stone Cold. Right. So that's where he really took off was the, the Austin 316. Because that is like, so good. Yeah. And then it we was got fucking Angle winning it. Got Lesnar winning it. The one, like, Billy Gunn, like, his career definitely didn't take off winning King. Of the I Ring. know. That's what I'm saying. There's a few <laughs> handful that are right. Uh, the same with, like, Mabel. <laughs> yep. Sure, Owen Hart would have gotten like if Owen Hart didn't unfortunately pass away. Like I'm sure he would have been like huge right now. 
Oh. Yeah. Or would have been huge during that the rest of the Attitude Era. Um, Booker T. William Regal, unfortunately, like we talked about, his push got um, pretty much stifled with the wellness policy violations. Uh, we saw what happened to Bad News Barrett. Uh, Sheamus has had a pretty decent career since King of the Ring. <clears throat> uh, Tito Santana really didn't take off. Um, I think <laughs> after that, he became the Matador. So. Uh, we know where Bret Hart went. So, yeah. Edge. Baron Corbin is now doing like stupid shit. <laughs> Happy Corbin. Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Hell yeah. Um, stuff yeah like the king of the ring could definitely be one of those tournaments where you see like up and coming talent or established talent and then like you can see like your next breakout breakout stars and stuff from those tournaments but like that hasn't really happened since like 2002 with brock lesnar Everyone else has pretty much gone on and floundered the rest of their career. So let's hopefully that'll change this year. But we'll see. Uh, let's see what else we got. Bell to bell. Let's go NWA this week. We have an Empower, Empower edition of Power coming soon. Um, Mickey James was on uh, Power this week promoting that. Uh, it looks like we're building Mickey James versus Kira Hogan. For that edition of Empower. So I'm kind of excited for that one. Uh, Camille will be action in an action in action as well as the Hex. Um, and a few other talent that um, NWA has on their women's roster. Uh, Tom Latimer. Got a little interview with him and Camille. Uh, talking about their actions from the week before. Uh, beating down Nick Aldis. Uh, Latimer pretty much just seized control of Strictly Business this week. So all this is out, and Latimer is in control of strictly business. <clears throat> I think they're turning all this face. Like they're kind of like teetering on that for a while, and I think it's actually gonna actually pull through the fruition here. Like when it's uh, Latimer and Adonis and whoever else they bring into um, strictly business. Uh, Tyrus retained the TV title over Jordan Clearwater, uh, which they pretty much ran the clock down for the majority of the matchup on there. So it was kind of, kind of funny. And then in the finals, final two matches or semifinal matches for the tag team eliminator match, um, Hawks are and the end will move on to the finals. So they will face each other for number one contendership to face La Rebellion. Not La Resistance <laughs> for the tag team titles. <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, let's see. We had Impact's Knockouts Knockdown this past weekend as well. Um, it was announced that Awesome Kong will be inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame at Bound for Glory. She gave a pretty awesome speech um, accepting her uh, nomination to be entered into the Hall of Fame. Um, the knockdown, the knockouts, knockdown tournament matchups. Um, Mercedes Martinez defeated Rachel Ellering, or I'm sorry, defeated Tasha Steeles in the finals. 
of that matchup as well. When um, Tasha Steeles came out looking like a superstar, um, which we all know that Tasha Steeles is an f- amazing talent to begin with. Um, Decay retained against the influence, Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood. And Deanna Perrazzo uh, defeated Masha Slamovich in singles action in a non-title matchup. So, and pretty much everything else was uh, uh, the tournament matches. So. Pretty solid pay-per-view um, featuring Impact's women's roster, which is probably the one of the best um, women's wrestling rosters for a major company right now. Um, pretty much right behind NXT and WWE's women's roster. So definitely better than AEW's. Definitely. They're getting there. Man, slowly but slowly. What was that, Carl? I said it doesn't take much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, they're getting better. They got Thunder Rose. I mean, if they give the, the right people the right pushes, they have the potential. But right now, it's kind of like, I'm still not sold on Britt Baker. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of talent that AEW has on their women's roster that's not being utilized to their potential. Like Thunder Rosa. Um, Jade Cargill has grown on me. Like, I think she's gotten better. She's improved quite, like, leaps and bounds from that match, that tag match with Shaq. Um, and she she just has, she has a presence. She's got the charisma. And she's, like, picking up the skill uh, to go along with that charisma, too. So she's definitely getting better to watch. Um, yeah, Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb, Hikaru Shida. Like, they have some great talent on that roster. It's just utilizing that talent. Uh, speaking of impact this week, Heath Slater officially signs um, on Impact TV, signs his contract with Impact. Um, so we'll be seeing him and Rhino teaming back up soon, sooner than later. Had a bunch of stuff here that a Battle Royal match. Uh, w. Morrissey won the Battle Royal, eliminating Chris Saban. Uh, Morrissey will start the Call Your Shot Battle Royal at Bound for Glory as the last entrant, and Chris Sabin will be the first entrant into that Battle Royal. And Brown will be the next to last entrant. The mystery. The mystery entrant who wins. Yeah. Probably. More than likely. <laughs> Uh, AEW, there's no dynamite this week. Rampage this week was on Friday nights. Um, I don't have anything up for Rampage. I always want there wasn't much on Rampage. Uh, we had Brian Danielson take on Suzuki, which I think was their, their buying event, which was on YouTube. Um, I'm sure that was a, an amazing matchup. Yep. Uh, I don't see him punk wrestled. I don't remember who he wrestled. You. Oh, you Daniel ready? Garcia. Wait, you ready? I got you. Gotcha. All right. It, Ty Conti defeated Santana, Santana Garrett. Bobby Fish defeated Lee Moriarty. Brian Danielson defeated Minoru Suzuki. CM Punk defeated Matt Seidel. Ruby Soho defeated the Bunny. 
and men of the year and junior dos santos defeated inner circle okay so ruby soho comes in with this huge debut loses to Britt baker and is wrestling the bunny yep awesome that's some some great booking with AEW's talent because they do the same thing with the men too yeah all right okay that's that's enough bell to bell that it's frustrating now okay let's go on to the vintage throwdown the wrestle getting podcast is brought to you each and every week by stackofcards.com yes that's stackofcards with a z.com the best place for your trading card fix whether it's new packs or vintage packs sports cards or entertainment cards stackercards.com has everything you need to feed that trading card addiction plus if you use the code vintage at checkout you'll save an additional 10 percent off your order so pick up your cards today at stackercards.com that's stackercards with a z.com Saved worst for last. Pretty much. <laughs> so Vince so throw down. What's that? Did I mic fill up? <laughs> uh vintage throw down. We are actually looking at the worst matches from WCW's Halloween Havocs. Uh this week we took a look at Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior from the nineteen ninety-eight Halloween Havoc. And this is Garrett's first introduction to the Ultimate Warrior. And this is what he got. Oh, Lord. Was it? <laughs> I, I think Garrett's seen the Ultimate Warrior wrestle before. I have. I have. <laughs> we're just we're talking about this uh, before you, you joined the call. Um, so... This was nothing like the WrestleMania six match. Like there was no no spectacle, no huge thing. I mean, their their match at WrestleMania six definitely is not like a wrestling classic or a wrestling clinic, but uh, it's still an iconic matchup. This is what every little kid wanted to see. Like yes. I was fucking ecstatic to see that damn match. Uh, oh, so was I. Hogan versus Warrior. Title for title. Title versus title. Warrior is the Intercontinental Champion. Hogan is the WWF Champion. Like, who who didn't want that? Two of the biggest faces in the company squaring off in the main event at WrestleMania. To have Warrior come out on top with both titles. This, <laughs> this was nothing compared to that. <laughs> uh, the build-up for this was terrible. It was pretty much like Hogan kept seeing the Warriors ghost, like in mirror reflections and stuff like that. And what was crazy is the TV audience could see it, but the wrestlers around Hogan couldn't see it. So they're like, yeah, there's nothing there. So it's like, are we insane with Hogan or are all the (laughs) other wrestlers fucking insane for not seeing it? It was such such a bad build up to this pay per view. Um, 
And there's a lot of stuff in here that was bad too. Like, where do you start? You start with the fireball. It was no Hogan didn't even get the fireball off and warriors ducking. <laughs> yep. And then like stomping out the paper in the corner so it doesn't catch the ring on fire. <laughs> oh man, yeah. there was that. There was the like was this a no disqualification match to start out with? I don't I, think so. They they said something in like the middle of the match or like <laughs> I don't really remember what he said, but it made it sound like the warrior didn't want to end end it like with a disqualification or something. So that's why he didn't do it. I don't know. They said something about it. I well, that's the thing. Like, like Hogan knocked down the ref and then like stomped on him intentionally while he was down to keep him down longer. Warrior took off Hogan's weight belt and beat him with it. Yeah, I mean, Hogan beat him, sh- beat him with it, too. I know, but Warrior's the one that took it off. <laughs> so shouldn't Warrior have been disqualified first for beating Hogan with the weight belt? And then all of a sudden you got, like, the job squad of the NWO coming out to, like, yeah, help Hogan defeat the Warrior. <laughs> and if you if you don't remember, I know Garrett don't know this, but... Uh, uh, Prior to this, I think it was on, was it on Nitro? It was on Nitro, Nitro. yeah. Hogan lost the title to Goldberg. Uh, Hogan beat the shit out of Horace Hogan. So Horace Hogan got beat the shit out of by the NWO. And so then Horace Hogan comes out there in the match, and you're like, oh, he's pissed off at Hogan, and then it's like, oh no, he just got the hell beat out of him for no reason, so they could trick the Ultimate Warrior. Or it was <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah, th- that whole build-up, like, where the fuck did Horace Hogan come from to begin with? Like, <laughs> was he actually Hogan's nephew? Like, he uh, like, like, he's got similar yeah. facial features, but, like, this dude just came out of, like, left field that like one day, so I don't know. He's like, "Hey, I can get you a job. <laughs> you know how to take a bump. Let me show you, brother." <laughs> but it's just like it's completely like it. Not even the big name. Like you couldn't even get the big name guys out there to help you beat Warrior. You had to get the Job Squad, like Vincent Horace, the Giant. Because let's face it, the giant was a jobber in the NWO. So, yeah. Uh, At least at this point in time, anyway. Yeah. Like, where was Scott Steiner? Wasn't he part of the NWO at that point? Oh, yeah, that's right. He was. He wrestled a tag team match earlier in the night. And then right after that, wrestled Rick Steiner. We just wrestled in the tag team match. <laughs> Great booking, WCW. This was not their better show. I tried to watch. I was gonna go back and watch the Hope review. The Chris Jericho Raven match like wasn't that bad. Um, but I was just like, yeah, I'm not gonna sit through. Yeah. Uh, I think like uh, Hogan came out like early on in the review. I care for the first match or second match. Uh, with uh, Eric Bischoff and they. Brought up Horace Hogan, like, oh yeah, I beat up Horace Hogan. And it's like, 
and they already knew what happened in the match. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't sit through this. I beat up my nephew, brother. Had to teach him a lesson. Tough love, brother. <laughs> oh man, that was pretty bad. Pretty yeah. dang bad. Uh, Garrett, what do you, what do you got? Like, that was, it was so bad. <laughs> Every part of it was bad. <laughs> is that your favorite Hogan match? Oh, absolutely. I want to know, is there a reason why uh, Hogan went bald in the middle of his head? I've always wondered that. Um, his head? Male pattern baldness? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to cut the shit in the back, so he just had, was bald in the middle and had hair in the back. Steroids. <laughs> steroids cause hair loss. <laughs> you know, wearing too, wearing bandanas all the time. Um, or that's why he wore that's why he wore the bandana all the time. <laughs> that was kind of like the run uh, uh, sweatband. <laughs> oh, awesome! All right, so vintage throwdown. What? You guys, any suggestions for next week? We're just gonna find a random. Yeah, we'll probably just have to find something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's some pretty bad Halloween Havoc matches. I'm sure. Um, how about just give me a year for Halloween Havoc, and I'll go through that year's Halloween Havoc pay per view. Let's do something in the middle. Let's do like '95 or '6. Uh, let's do let's do ninety five. Ninety five sounds good. This last week I think we did. Last week was ninety two. Uh, I think uh, so. With the uh, Halloween Havoc Phantom. <laughs> Pretty sure it was ninety two. All right, so, so let's see what's on here. Uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Disco Inferno. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably good. Uh. Probably. Uh, Paul Orndorff versus the Renegade. And Juan Malenko versus the Blue Bloods. Craig Pittman versus VK Wall Street. That's probably bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Johnny B. Bad versus Diamond Dallas Page. That's Randy Savage versus the Zodiac. Uh, I'm pretty sure Macho Man probably carried that match, but Zodiac was pretty bad. Uh, more likely. Yeah. Uh, Kurosawa versus Road Warrior Hawk. That's odd. Okay. Uh, Sabu versus Mr. JL. Luger versus Ming. Uh, Sting and Ric Flair versus Pillman and Arn Anderson. Hogan versus the Giant. Randy Savage versus Lex Luger. And the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. Again. Yeah, it must have been some kind of tournament or something. Oh, no. We're doing this one. This is the sumo monster truck match. Hulk Hogan versus the Giant. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, that sounded so bad. <laughs> Oh, it was. 
This match literally took place on a rooftop with two monster trucks. It was a Hulk Hogan themed monster truck and a giant themed monster truck. That's what I'm saying. And it's not really a, a match. <laughs> I mean, we can do it though. Um, well, how about we do that and then um, let's do, we'll do my the actual. Which one? We'll do Macho that. Zodiac. Macho and Zodiac. I mean, it's probably a good match because Macho Man's in it, but. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll take a look at Randy Savage versus the Zodiac next week. Um. Oh my God, that match was a minute and thirty seconds. The monster truck match. No, Randy Savage versus the Zodiac. Oh man, uh, I'm guessing maybe uh, Dungeon of Doom got involved or something. I I don't know. <laughs> it's a minute and thirty seconds. Oh God. I don't know. Should we add? Uh, what was the? Uh, should we add the? Uh, uh, Wall Street. But, yeah, that was like twice as long as that one. <laughs> oh man, this whole thing. Okay, so let's do. We'll do a couple. We'll do Craig. We'll do Craig Pillman, or Craig Pittman versus BK Wall Street. Uh, Randy Savage versus the Zodiac and the uh, the Sumo Monster Truck match. All right. <laughs> That's still less than 15 minutes. <laughs> that Monster Truck match lasted longer than Savage versus the Zodiac. It was like five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. That is terrible. <laughs> WCW in the 90s, folks. Pre-NWO. <laughs> Even like post and during NWO was pretty bad. Oh man. All right. We got um actually let's hit this other discussion question on here um before we get into our shout outs. <coughs> well, excuse me. Uh what name would you give the current area or uh, the current era if you had to name it? Like the attitude era, ruthless aggression, etc. I know this has kind of been dubbed like the PG era, but if there was something else, what what would you call it? The bitch era. The bitch era. The bitch era. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I mean, even though it hasn't been all AEW, I'll call it the Dynamite era. Uh. Just because, like, we're starting to get more competition with WWE than we had years past, you know, uh, with Impact kind of coming back up, NWA being good. Uh, I would call this this era the Dynamite era, if I could name it for the history books. Okay, I would say. The forbidden door or the forbidden era. Because everything that's been talked about has been the forbidden door, this forbidden door, that we open the forbidden door <laughs> like every other damn week. <laughs> Somebody, oh, the forbidden door has been kicked open. Either that or maybe like the era of the elite sounds pretty good too. Or uh, the uh, laid off air. 
That too. How about bedding The future endeavored era. <laughs> nice. Oh, awesome. What you got, Garrett? I never told you. The bitch here. I'm just kidding. Oh, the bitch here. Yeah. Um, that works. Hmm. It does. I don't know. I don't know they have one. Okay. Maybe like the revolution era. I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, we're we're actually we're in a a period of wrestling where, um, you you have more competition for WWE, which is something they haven't had since WCW. Um, and it's it's been a good while. It's God WCW twenty two thousand one, so twenty years that we haven't had competition. Or less than that. So maybe his AEW started what three years ago? So Yeah. Uh, Seventeen years, no competition. Pretty much. Like straight, no competition for WWE. Seventeen years. Impact tried, but they really weren't on any type of level to offer any type of competition for WWE. Like they couldn't even draw like velocity numbers. So, um, AEW having the influence and the money from the cons and being able to secure like a deal with TNT and then, you know, adding a second show and then moving to TBS, like, and still pulling in like decent ratings. Um, like they're still not anywhere near like raw and SmackDown type ratings, but they are adding more competition to WWE. And then you look at like the working relationships that they've worked out with new Japan and WA, um, triple a and like other promotions like that. Like it's definitely a better era for wrestling. Yeah. It's definitely a revolution. It's definitely a revolution. So maybe the Renaissance, would that be a good, I would say so. Awesome. All right. So let's, um, oh man, let's close the show out like we do every week with, um, some quick plugs for our podcast brethren, the Four Horsemen of Wrestling Podcast, good friend Phil Gentile over the Fig K podcast. Um, dropping an episode tomorrow of Top Five uh, Wrestling Figures. They are talking. Uh, him and Tommy Paradise from the Run-In Podcast will be talking their top five favorite Ric Flair figures, which should be a fun listen. Uh, Run-In Podcast, new episodes weekly. They just dropped their new episode this week. They also have a bonus episode up uh, where co- uh, Run-In Podcast, Phil and uh, Mike Lanham, a uh, friend of the Run-In Podcast and Big K Podcast, uh, do the Escape the Undertaker challenge or Netflix series. So that's up there as well. Um, and to call up with Kenny, drop in some new interviews coming this week. I think actually tomorrow he's dropping a new episode of the new interview. Um, 
I'm bad at this because I should have had it pulled up with who that interview was dropping with. And it was a pretty big name. Bret Hart. You said no, Bret Hart. I just made something up. <laughs> it's not Bret Hart. <laughs> oh, the hell was it? Oh, forgive me, folks. This is it's like such good, good listening radio here. Everybody got like Halloween things up on their thing. Rich Swan. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good. Yeah. interview with Rich Swan dropping on Saturday. So definitely check that out. Subscribe to their stuff. Uh, follow their podcasts. Um, wherever you get your podcast at, make sure you leave them a review. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channels, all that fun stuff. Um, and while you're doing that, go ahead and leave us some reviews on Apple Podcasts. We're always looking at that five star review that helps us um, as far as recognition goes and showing up in searches. Um, Podchaser.com as well. You can leave a uh, review on there also if you don't have Apple Podcasts. Um, that kind of helps us out as well. Um, share our stuff, let people know, like, hey, you guys might like this. So, but yeah, so that's pretty much it. That's going to wrap that up. Uh, theme of the week this week, Garrett, your pick. What you got? Uh, so I'm not sure if we picked this person, this song or not. So I have to ask: Have we done a Coco Beware song before? No, we have not. Okay, so that is my theme of the week. And it is Do the Bird. Do the Bird? Yep. (laughs) That's what it is. Oh, awesome. (laughs) If you want to know what my number two was, my number two was Love My Brother. The Brother Love theme? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So here we go. The Coco Beware theme. That's that's going like way back there. Like, yeah. Pretty pretty surprised there. Carl was hoping it wasn't gonna be something stupid, but <laughs> yeah, look at look at me. I picked a good one. I mean, it is Coco Beware, but I mean. <laughs> I mean how he managed to get in the Hall of Fame like kind of boggles my mind but whatever so <laughs> uh, a bird to the ring made him famous <laughs> alright folks that's going to wrap it up this week um, on behalf of myself Chris the Heat Matthews Garrett G Money Mun and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland god I just stumbled over my tongue again uh, it's episode 114 Thank you guys for checking this out, and we'll be back with you all next week. Later, Marks. Yeah, I was going to jerk off to wrestling this week, but I'm waiting on the inspiration. <laughs> that was good. He, he, he just needs some inspiration to get it up. That's all. <laughs> the pill's not working. He needs to be inspired. 
Oh, God. You're all stuck to stuff because the bird brings in town.